You're listening to the AdCast, the podcast for marketers and advertisers with your host, Eric Elliott. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the AdCast. I have a very, 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 did I say very? Special guest in the building today, Mr. Terry Breedlove. Hopefully that craft team who's producing this for us can actually put some like fake applause or something in the background. Um, Terry Breedlove, he is a retail operations manager over at Jones Ford, one of the most historic Ford dealerships in the low country. It truly is. That family has been selling Fords for over 100 years. And as you know, that family, uh, they know Ford, man. They speak that language, you know. Uh, right off the corner of Rivers and Remount. They've been here for over 50 years. How in the heck does a dealership have such a re- good reputation for so long, Terry? I, I, it's no doubt about it. It's the leadership and the philosophy and principles that were put in generations before I ever got there um, and led by Mr. Walters now for the last uh, 25 years. And he's been there since the inception 52 years ago So Whoa. and came right up through the ranks from the history that he shared with me. So uh, it's definitely, to its core, the reason why it has its reputation it has is because of the way the leadership treats, number one, its employees, and then that translates into how the customers are taken care of. And they've been a staple in this town since before, before I was around. And, um, and before so, me, long before me, so, too. Right on that same corner, and uh, it's just a great place, uh, great folks. They're not, you know, you never see them on television, nothing like that. They're just, right. they just take care of people. They definitely put themselves behind everything and take care of everyone else up front. But, you know, Terry, you've been in this business for a while. I mean, you you know, the folks who can see you on camera, they, they think this is some really young guy. But this guy has some experience <laughs> when it comes to automotive. Now, Terry, uh, uh, for the folks that may not know you are the ones that are maybe under a little rock right now, let's uh, tell them who Terry Breedlove is and, and how you got into the automotive uh, dealership space. Uh, by default. So, um I got in the automotive space in 1999 as a summer job at the Mazda dealership on Ashley Phosphate. It was a Mazda Volkswagen dealership at the time. My buddy in high school said, hey, let's get this job over here uh, for the summer. You know, it pays like eight bucks an hour, and that was big money. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. That's a long summer from now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I went over and interviewed. I got the job. He didn't. Wow. So, and I was the, the, the shop porter, so I swept up and stuff like that. And... Um, they let me, then they started letting me, you know, change oil and stuff like that. At, at 17 years old, I was changing oil and rotating tires on Volkswagens. And one day I was rotating the tire on a Volkswagen, and Volkswagens don't have a hub, so once you take the studs out, it just, the tire falls if you don't catch it, and the tire fell, cracked my foot. Um, and I got into detail, started cleaning cars. I know you can't, you know, work on cars anymore, you can't get a tire off right. So wow. they put me in detail. And I was in high school at the time, and uh, I got into the retail sector. In 2002, in the early 2002, mm-hmm. um, I was in I was in school, kind of figuring out what I want to do in my life, and uh, I was working at the Jeep store on Rivers Avenue, right, as the lot porter, just clean up cars and stuff like that. And uh, the GM approached me and said, "Hey, you should sell cars." I said, "No, I want real life." <laughs> and um, he said, "No, it's you know it's a, it's a professional job if you take it that way." And I asked my mom. I said, "Mom, can I take a semester off?" And, sell cars she said absolutely not i said let me just try it and i was persistent she said all right one semester and i i started and i remember that that first week you know i was used to working you know 40 hours 50 hours a week between delivering pizzas and working on a lot and doing school three days a week 
that week I talked to like 10 customers, got yelled at by the managers. Wow. <laughs> and uh, got a paycheck that next week, and the, the check was twice as much as I made delivering pizzas and tips. And I sold two cars that week, and uh, I said, hey, my check isn't right, Kenny. He <laughs> the manager. He says, what do you mean? He thought I thought it was too <laughs> low. All right. I listened. Before I go deposit this thing, you know, if you guys can make adjustments, just take it out. He goes, no, this is, how, this, this is your check. This is how it works. I said, let me ask you a serious question. This, everybody had the same opportunity right. that I'm standing out there with. He goes, yeah. And that was it. And I was like, wow, everything slowed down for me for there, from there. And I was, then I started taking it serious. I, I started investing myself, taking some classes, um, reading books. I had some really good mentors. Isaac Coulter, probably my number one mentor. Um, he was the number one guy for Hendrick in the domestic sector. When Mr. Hendrick would walk into the dealership back then, when visit his stores, he'd walk in, he'd see all his manager partners and the GMs, and he'd go right and sit down with Isaac for 15 minutes before he talked to anyone else. And he and I was fortunate because Isaac really groomed me in how to the people and understanding that at the end of the day it's all about relationships. And I learned that at the age of 19. Now I'm 37 in my 19th my 19th selling season. So. Wow. So, yeah, and uh, got into the, the management section of it with uh, early on with uh, Luxury Cars of Charleston in 2006. From o- so from 06 to 08, I was with them, and then I started working with Imports, uh, Nissan, for a decade yeah. um, uh, with the Nissan stores here locally and the management level, and uh, also got to do some corporate work um, on the management level as well here and in uh, North Carolina for about a year or so with the same auto group. So. Uh, and I had the opportunity, came from me to, to join the Jones Ford team, which was uh, which is interesting. I met the Walters family, and it was just a good match, and it's been great. Wow. So, yeah. I, and I, I can say one thing about that family. They they are uh, they do what they say they're going to do, yeah. and, and you talk about integrity, man. You open a dictionary, and you got their faces right in it, too. Most certainly do. Um, so you, you're definitely with a, a good dealership. But I, I want to go back to one of the things that you said, because this is something – I didn't know about yeah. you. I mean, you started, I mean, you talk about started from the bottom, now you're here. <laughs> you, you, you went from, you know, like you said, being a lot porter to now, I mean, you're making decisions at, at, a, at a big level. Yeah. Now, do you think, I mean, I think the route that you took, it was like one that it, you got to see everything, the good and the bad in the dealership and to where it takes you now, is that something that you, you still hold, that's still special to you? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's very special to me because um, when I was, you know, cleaning cars and, and helping the sales guys get their cars cleaned up front for the customers and working in service, sweeping the shop, when I walk through the store, you know, I know everybody, you know, and I say hello to everybody. It's important to me because they, they need to know how important they are to the team. They, they're so critical. And um, I've always kept that with me, just that, that lot porter mentality, which is just, you know, get out there and, and work hard keep, and keep your head down and stay focused and, and you know, be positive. Yeah. And uh, great things will happen. And I'm you're talking to a kid that was out of high school looking for a summer job and was given an opportunity, and I took it seriously. Got I took it seriously. And um, opportunities came came my way. And it was uh, I'm really fortunate and blessed and, and humbled by it. And, but I never do lose sight of the, those beginnings because I didn't see myself as uh, a car person in the retail side selling cars and being a consultant and let alone levels higher than that. You know, I was in school to be a civil engineer, wow. <laughs> you know. So 
um, just a total different avenue. And um, it still doesn't feel like a real job to me. It's fun. It, yeah, every day yeah. is fun. So, uh, and it's a good time. Well, you know, you you talked about the integrity you had when you saw the paycheck and you thought something wasn't right. The uh, other people or some people would just say, you know, it's my check. I'm just going to deposit it. But you had the integrity to say, like, you know, I need you to look over this because, you know, something's not right. And then earlier you said that someone approached you uh, about selling cars and you were like, immediately you're like, no, 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 no. Why is that? Well, when well when cleaning cars, you see you see some of the, especially this is 99 in the year 2000. So I was cleaning cars um, those years and I would, the salespeople would come back, you know. So some of the guys, would, you know, be smoking a cigarette, you know, asking me for a dollar twenty-five to get a soda. A <laughs> um, couple guys in the back say, "Hey, hey, Bree Love, you haven't seen me." And the sheriff shows up, looking, looking to log about oh, child gosh. support, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I was like, "This is no way to have a life like this." And they're, they're, you know, they're at ten, and then, you know, I'll be cleaning cars some nights at nine thirty at night, ten o'clock at night, as they get, you know, getting out of there, and they just, you know, guys, you know, they were. 30 years old, they were 50, you wow. know? Um, so I just never thought it was life for me. But it was always, at it, at those stores I was cleaning at, there was always a couple of guys there um, that weren't that way. They were super professional, um, sharp, people loved them, and uh, they weren't there at 9.30 at night. And uh, they were selling most of the cars. I was cleaning most of their cars. And uh, I would hear the other guys go back and complain about those guys, wow. you know? So, so yeah. Is it almost like... Uh, I mean, because you said you saw kind of like how some people are. Yeah. And I think the majority of the public, they would think like that's how all car salesmen are, you know? So is it like where you, everyone you come in contact with, you always want to prove them uh, yeah. prove them wrong or, or, or change their expectation on what they think a car salesman or or, or an automotive consultant is? Yeah. Is like? uh, yeah, and I think the best way I can find to put that was when I started selling cars, I, was, I just turned 19 and I had hair. Um, so I look, I look like a, you know, I look like a, a kid, like I, look like I was 13 years old. Yeah. And, um, my biggest thing with then was I just, I did not want a customer to say to me, Hey son, can you get me, you know, more of a senior salesperson? Somebody has been doing this a while, right. you know, nice, you're a nice kid and all, but can you get me somebody more experienced? So I wanted to make sure that that was eliminated immediately. So I wanted to make sure that when I met someone, they knew they were dealing with a professional cause I knew my product and, um, and I wanted them to feel that and understand that uh, immediately without me saying it. Uh, and then the second part was just simply that I was my dad was a uh, retired Rochester police uh, police officer, and uh, we moved here from Rochester, New York, in '98. Uh, so we were always raised with you, you know, you, your name is your name, your yeah. word is your word, and that's just that's just that's just how that works. And we are always held to the to the letter of the law and yeah. with rigorous accountability. If you know, with my with my old man and my parents, and I was very blessed with that. So, um, regardless, if I if we if I sold you a car, if we didn't do business but we worked together, if I'm at Target or Walmart or out with my family and I see you. I don't have to, you know, I, I, I would never want to be in a position where I would have to look the other way or act like I didn't recognize them. You know, you them. did the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was that was more important to me than anything, more than money, anything. Getting a deal and all that was just, you know, keeping myself at that standard. And it's been, I've been very, uh, I've been very fortunate and, I've, and I stay committed to that. Wow. You, you said earlier about, you know, like people coming in and, and that's a, actually a pretty good segue. You said people would come in and they would say, or they would think, 
uh, hey, can you get me someone a little more experienced? You know what I mean? Yeah. That was all so, really more in my head. I just didn't, I didn't want that right. to ever be the case. And so how important is it for any sales consultant or especially an automotive sales consultant to know your product? Because nowadays yeah. people have so much information oh, yeah. and, and, like like me, I, you know, I would say that I'm a buyer, not a shopper, right? right? right. When I go in for something, I know that product. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like if you're selling me that product, yeah. you better know it better than I do. Absolutely. So is how, how important is it for you guys to know your product? Mm -hmm. And not only that, how often do you make sure your entire team does the same? Absolutely. So the now more than ever, and it's been like that now uh, for a, quite a few years where you have to really master your craft and if you if you want to be elite in this in this business mm -hmm. um you know you'll get you'll do six seven eight cars a month nine cars a month just because of the volume and folks coming in but to really be elite and sell you know 20 plus a month month in and month out you got to be a champion of what you're selling right and what i mean by that is, is you got to know it inside and out um because you're right, everybody's, everyone that's shopping for a big ticket item is pretty, you know, pretty uh, intense, and they know what they want, and they're coming in to get the information so they can make that decision. It's just a matter of them validating what they've saw online, what they've saw somewhere else or experienced, and then they come in and validate it for themselves. Wow. And if we can, and they, we can deliver them a, a truly exceptional experience with a real big focus on uh, product knowledge, you, you you will make a deal. <laughs> I mean, that's as simple as I can make it. You will make a deal, and you'll make a customer for life. And you know, they're going to call you, this is my car guy. And you got to take it that way. Like, when someone thinks about a car, and they have my number in their phone, they, they call me. They should. And and I want them to. That's how serious you got to take, take your career in this, in this segment. Or you'll, be, or you'll be, you know. Just like everyone else. Yeah, it's like everyone else. And then soon, you know. Eliminated, wow. and not by not by the dealers, by the, by the way this business is changing. Wow, man, uh, Terry, uh, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about the difference in advertising a dealership today uh -huh. versus five <laughs> and ten years ago. You see, he's laughing, right? Oh, yeah. So we're gonna Pretty take fun. a break. This is the ad cast. Yeah. You don't need a marketing agency. You do deserve very important placement. VIP Marketing and Advertising is a cutting-edge strategic digital, creative, media, and marketing partner that provides services for businesses of all sizes. To stay up to date on the latest marketing news, subscribe for email updates at veryimportantplacement.com. You're listening to The AdCast, the podcast for marketers and advertisers. All right, so we're back with The AdCast. Uh, I was talk I'm here talking with Mr. Terry Breedlove. Uh, and we got to know Terry a little bit in the first couple of minutes. I didn't know, Terry, you really started from the bottom. You can really <laughs> honestly say that. So now uh, I, I want to ask you, I mean, this industry has changed so much, Terry, you know, and, and with the expansion of the Internet and the capabilities of the Internet, um, you know, what is your take on advertising an automotive dealership today? So, yeah, and advertising today is all about – making sure your message and you, your message is in front of whatever you want that message to be is in front of your audience. Mm -hmm. um, and we have the tools today that allow us to do that. And I think it's important to, in this, in this day and age to 
maximize that opportunity. Um, and it's nice because you still have, I mean, let's face it, on television, when you look, when you look at television, when you're watching the news, it's car dealerships and, and, and attorneys. Wow. And I think attorneys are have a few more commercials in the dealers, but I think it's about neck and neck, really. Um, What's interesting, though, is years ago, it was more automotive. Oh, yeah. It was more oh, yeah. automotive than All anything. Day. And now absolutely. you have the yeah. lawyers advertised like car dealers. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And and it's important to, to uh, but if you look at every, every auto dealer commercial, it, we, we give you our message, mm -hmm. but we drive you to our website. And um, that was that was important. Is that you get your message across, and you still mm. get that that big digital billboard that runs, you know, during the morning, twenty four seven, and and you get your message across, and you get folks to your site. And uh, you know, Eric, did, I was really out on tradi traditional marketing for um, the last few years here until really recently uh, when I met you. Um, when I met you, when I met you, and we sat down with David, and and you just share with us your philosophy on traditional marketing and, and what you said was I mean it's, I remember to this day you, you said is to inspire digital yeah and um, I have sat with agencies for auto groups as they pitched traditional marketing and no agent these are big-time agencies and no agencies ever said no agency personnel top dog ever said anything like that no. you know it was always frequency and showing you what they did here and did there and that's the old guard uh, man that's the old guard that's the old and, guard um, when you said that i then began to listen to everything else that you had to say um and that was important and and it and you you are ahead of the curve man you know? thank you man so thank certainly. you so thank you yeah no doubt uh, you know i think you know we talked about and, and the, the quote is uh, we said that traditional media will inspire it and the digital will capture it. Like yeah, you said, we got yeah. that 24-7 billboard, yeah. which is jonesford.com is what oh, you yeah. have. And like what we tried to say is we wanted you to be able to feed the beast. Feed it. And the way it all should work is everything should work together. Absolutely. Everything should work together. So now, what are some of the challenging things that you find? in advertising now because you, you mentioned you know there's there's a lot of other dealers and uh let's just say if i can get an f-150 from you and then i can get an f-150 across the street yep. what how does a consumer know the difference or or how should they choose mm -hmm. you know because i think when everyone's trying to be low on price that's the race right. to the bottom you yep. know yep. so it's like how do you how do you get someone to say I'm the one you should choose. How right. do you do that? Right. So that's a great question. So you're right. Everybody on new cars, we all, if you're the same dealer, the cars come from the same place, yeah. right? And they're the same price if they got the same equipment. So when we, when you want to get someone in front of you, and the challenge that we face now is just simply getting folks to understand that when you come to our store, it's going to be a very, very easy process and fun and yeah. you're going to get the best deal and and also the best value right. no one's wanting no one is right. wanting the the cheapest the cheapest vehicle or the cheapest television we can do another segment you know um no one wants the cheapest they just want the most for their money right. and they want and it's so much value now in convenience and that's where i think we can make the biggest difference there is the convenience i mean literally if you live in mount pleasant you get on 526 or daniel island you get on 526 your next stoplight 
is the light right before you get to our store mm-hmm. um, at our campus there. And I call our store campus because it's, you know, it's, it's a <laughs> it, it campus. Really it really it's is. It's like it's a mini college campus. On it's, it's a <laughs> campus. So, um, so yeah, and we're, and we're there and we can, we take care of everything. We take care of the people that take care of us. We take care of all of the, of the agency's uh, emergency response vehicles. We probably yep. take care of 75% of those in our medium and our medium duty truck center wow. um, there as well. So, the, and that's the that's the big part. And fortunately, and fortunately for us here at Jones Ford is that they've been so rooted in this trial in this community for so long. Um, a lot of we get a lot of that, and that's 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 tremendous. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine a new dealer coming in and trying to. They got really got to spend a lot of money to make a make an impression uh, or whatnot. But to answer your question, the the challenges that we face are are that. How do we get a message out? to consumers that isn't a bottom of the barrel message, you yeah. know, yeah. come in, bring the best dealers offer. We'll be to buy a thousand dollars. Right. Oh, right. um, the race to the bottom, the race to the bottom. You know, we'll do, you know, 600% of Kelly blue book trade. And there's, you know, three paragraphs of small print in the ad, you know, how do we get across that message? And I, I really think without giving too many, uh, yeah, don't give away the secrets. Too many don't secrets. Want you to give away the secrets. I really think that, that everyone should really focus on, focus on how they can do that mm-hmm. and what's the best way to do it. So uh, that's a great way to put it. And that's a great way to end it too. Now, um, let's just say, I mean, you've been in this industry, like you said, even since 99 and you started getting into management in the two thousands, you know, what has changed in how you market five years ago? To now, what has changed? So I could, and I could, if you like me to, I could take you back about ten, about ten, about fourteen years ago. So five years ago, um, so that puts about two thousand fifteen or whatnot. Really, uh, fourteen, fifteen. Really, the digital age on the automotive side, dealers were finally getting caught up. Where everybody had a pretty uh, mm-hmm. progressive website. Mm-hmm. Um, most stores had. Uh, some kind of customer retention tool to where they can follow up with their traffic effectively. And, you know, probably 75% of stores had some kind of digital marketing agency on, on file, either doing some SEO, SEM stuff for them, or just, you know, some, you know, PPC or, you know, pay-per-click stuff, stuff like that. So, um, and, but no one as us as dealers, we didn't know what all these acronyms meant. Right, you're, you know? you're at the mercy so, of whoever walks right. in the door so saying, sitting, so I'm so smart. scary, right? And, right. You, and they go, all right, you, you invest $25,000 a month online, right? Um, you can't really see these things, right? But you'll see the, the tracks to your, to your, uh, to your, your website, site. Yeah. And you sit in, then you sit in the review meeting, and it's every month, it's wow. a new acronym. Well, this is your CTR. This is your, you know, you click through rate, and this is your bounce rate. Then one They're not month, teaching you anything. They're right. Just, and it, it's everyone's just, just sitting there right. like, you know, just a puppet. So, so your CTR is this. you yeah. got a lot of impressions. It's so like, you're, and, and you're yeah. like, where's the sales? Right, right. And, you know, we got a, you know, we got a, you know, a management partner or a GM of the old guard that, hey, at least when he's got his newspaper, he's got a tangible product in front of what he's right, advertising. Right, he can point to his right. billboard or he can see himself on television, you know, and you won't spend, you know, similar kinds of money. And every time you come in here, you're telling me, you know, we got to work with my CTR or this acronym here. What does all this stuff mean? Right, yeah. right. So that was what it was like five years ago. Uh, 10, 15 years ago, I, I remember, you know, having my classified ads, um, in by uh, Wednesday by four o'clock, so they'll be in the paper for the weekend. 
Um, <laughs> I remember that. Double truck. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the radio. I remember the radio stuff. And Hoover had a great radio campaign um, when I was selling cars. Don't tell me it's the credit card payoff. No, no. This okay. was even, it was it was, a, it was some characters. It was this guy named GW. GW. You remember those? <laughs> yeah, I remember. They were great because yeah. I was working for the competing, uh, G, the, the competing Jeep dealer. And it was 2003. And uh, our GM put all of our pictures in the paper, right? As as the as the big ad, it was nice to my mom, like I'm gonna be in the paper and everything, right? So I got right. haircut and all. And uh, the next week, GW comes into the there's a GW commercial on the radio, and the, and the manager comes in, hey GW, where's all the salespeople? So man, we put the faces in the paper. They got locked up. It was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. It was, and it was before you know, um, you know, all of the internet trolling and stuff like that. We literally got trolled by the by the, on that campaign. That was a funny campaign. Wow. But that's wow. what it was kind of like. Just to give you. I remember that. You know, just a few years that. back in the in the early two thousands. Uh, I remember. I remember that, and uh, I remember having sales meetings, of uh, them going over our ad for the weekend, um, and then going over the competitions ad for the weekend. Like everybody showed their cards. Saturday morning, right? In that paper, the backside, and it was just all about it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it was. It's it's definitely changed a lot. And today, you know, you 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 got to be you got to be on point. Got to be on point. You got to be yeah. on point. You got to be efficient. Um, and the nice thing is about now, you can be, if you got the right partners, um, you can be very efficient um, and maximize your opportunity. Wow. Man, this is a, Terry. Man, you're taking me down memory lane, man. I want us to take a break right now, yeah. and what we're gonna do is we're gonna come back. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about that GW a little bit, yeah. but I'm gonna flip it into <laughs> creative for a dealership. Right on. All right. Yeah, so this is the AdCast. From the beaches to the far reaches of the low country, when it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Rush to Jones Ford in North Charleston to save on your next newer pre-owned vehicle and trust the family with over 100 years of experience to care for your vehicle at our state-of-the-art service and collision center. When it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Jones Ford in North Charleston at the corner of Rivers and Remount, just off I-26, exit 211A. Visit us online at jonesford.com. You're listening to the AdCast, the podcast for marketers and advertisers with your host, Eric Elliott. All right, so we are back with the AdCast. And like I said, I have a special, special, special guest in the building, Mr. Terry Breedlove. He is a retail operations manager over at Jones Ford. And this guy is an industry professional and he's a veteran. Trust me. Have I just kind of just spilled it all about Terry already? He's so good. It's so great and uh, an even better guy in person. Uh, so you and I, we were just reminiscing. We went down memory lane, and we right before the break, we talked about the GW ads for another dealership. But what that made me think about was just um, the creative. Because what we were talking about just now, we didn't say, oh, that media buy. Right was fantastic around the time of these ads. Yep. We were talking about the memorable creative, yep. right? Yep. So how important is it for good creative, uh, you know, when you are advertising your dealership? We talked about how, how much things have changed, but yep. how important is good creative? So l- let me just kind of illustrate it this way. Um, creative is so important that the major TV networks are just kind of starting to figure out what they're, with their content to entertain us. Mm-hmm. When YouTube took off and everyone that had a camera, they didn't need a production deal or an agent to put something funny out there or put something creative out there. So, And we get this content like that 25-8. So 
creative. Notice is, he didn't say 24-7. No, 25-8. I mean, we've all done it. We we get up and start to get ready for work or whatever, and you, you hop on Instagram, you start swiping, and 22 minutes later you're still swiping looking at content. Yeah. Um, and it's, in, and it's important. So on an ad, you got – on an ad, you have – and we can just use YouTube there. You got usually, what was it, five seconds? It's five, six seconds. Six seconds, and before you can hit the skip button, you know, uh, and you're moving. So you really got six seconds, which is really much Vine to, well, to stick. Remember old Vine? So, so, but to stick. So creative is, is everything. And that is the most important part. If you're going to do media in this segment, your creative has got to stick. It's got to be meaningful. It's just got to bring emotion out. But with video, you got to bring emotion out of folks. Something people can understand t- and feel and remember. And uh, that memory of GW was memorable to me because I was the salesperson. He was trolling. He, we, our whole team was. It was funny. And we remember that that campaign that they had. It was a, it was a great campaign. And if they had the data and feedback that we have today, I'm certain that group would probably still run those characters or something along those right. along something those effects. Or even Evolve it in some way. Right. Outside of, hey, this is yeah, yeah, yeah from XYZ dealership. This is my title. And come see us this weekend here. We're going to do 600% of NADA left-hand retail for your trade. Wow. Right? What does that even mean? You know, um, that's – but I'm okay with that because the competitors are doing that. You know, um, I know we're going to wrap up this episode, but we talked about, like, just some of the creative things. And I – we do a segment in, internally here called Lunch and Learn where we actually look oh. at competitors, creative, and things like that. And and uh, I was watching a, a TV show and then went to commercial break. And, you know, the cell phone ads, you know, how they always run. But, you know, what you don't see them advertise anymore is they don't advertise minutes anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's all about data. It's all about data. And, and, and a lot of them had kind of the race to the bottom on who can give you the cheapest data. I got the maps. I got the coverage. But no one's talking minutes anymore. So, like, the focus has totally changed. Right. You know, and everyone's trying to be as creative as possible to tell you about how much data they can give you. And then not only the data, I'm going to give you the, the coverage. Right. You know, so it, it's very interesting. And I think creative means a whole lot. I think um, I think it's one of the most undervalued things, I think, in, in, in marketing and any kind of advertising. A hundred percent I do. Yeah. But, you know, what I want to do is, I mean, Terry, I, if you could stick around for five more minutes, man, we could just, we could put out an, uh, some more or, you know, some more stuff for people to listen to. But what I want to do now is I want us to wrap up this episode and hopefully we can continue on. Uh, so I want to encourage everyone out there to just take a listen to this from start to finish or go back and listen to some of our old episodes. But this one right here with Terry, I mean, it's packed with information uh, talking about how he started out in the industry and also the dealership that he represents right now uh, with Jones Ford. But I want to tell you guys, thank you so much for giving us your most valuable asset, which is your time. We would love to have your reviews. So go on to the, the podcast, uh, Spotify, YouTube, give us a five-star rating. We hopefully, hopefully we can earn it from you and tell your friends about it. So this is the AdCast. We'll see you soon. Copyright VIP Marketing and Advertising. Produced by Craft Creative. When all eyes are on you, make it count. From audio to video to graphic design and more, Craft Creative can do it all. We don't make commercials. We craft creative. 
See what we can do for you at WeCraftCreative.com.